So you don't you don't see yourself in the future trying to start another another okay. project. I mean another a uh, project. No, I mean I, <laughs> I I I've always really made more money not doing tokens. So, yeah. so let me ask you. Like Rug pulls fucking stressful, man. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies, we're banking fatties. All right, we got a great show for you today. Investigative reporting. Yeah, join me as always is Chris Neff. Chris, how are you? Sam, thanks for having me. I couldn't be happier. Hold on, hold on. I couldn't be happier than a sailor on shore leave who just got back from a posh petting party at a Park Avenue penthouse. Okay, so uh, honestly, is this going to be the whole show? Yes, and in case you haven't already discovered, this is 1920s radio personality, transatlantic voice man. (laughs) The whole show? The whole show, transatlantic 1930s radio announcer voice, oh, hitting the hot questions. I love that even thinking. in the 20s, you're trans. And <laughs> join us uh, from, I don't know where he is. It looks like he's on the set of Righteous Gemstones. How we do we, everybody? <laughs> yeah, man, live here from the West Village, baby. Dude, you look Chris like you part love of town. Christ right now. Like you love Christ. You want... You're looking good, dude. You're looking good. That haircut is fire, bro. Got a haircut yesterday. I'm really excited. My Russian girl's back. Uh, she's been gone for a year and a half. And- Hold on a second. Uh, hey, so real quick, we had the Super Bowl yesterday or two days ago. Uh, Cortland High School and Cortland State alumni was a quarterback coach for Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, he that- went to both. He graduated from... Uh, Cortland, Cortland High. High. Yeah, I think he went somewhere else for a year or two, then transferred back to Cortland, was a hell of a quarterback. Um, and he's the head quarterbacks coach for the Bengals. I yeah, missed he'll... the game myself, but I heard those Leatherneckers gave a hard performance from uh, the Los Angeles uh, team, I believe, won. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, and they won. enjoying us as always. He gets mad because I don't introduce him and he thought I was going to forget again, but I would never do it. Straight from the future in the year <laughs> 2035, Los Angeles. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard, how are you? No, Johnny? it's not that far. In the, it's just like seven hours in the future when it's oh, dark. seven outside. hours yeah. in the future? That's I why it's dark that. in L.A. Yeah. Oh, snaps, dude, snaps. Uh, guys, sorry we're doing this over uh, Zoom. I was sick this morning, and I didn't want to get anybody more sick, but here we are, a couple of silver spoons. Guys, how was your week? I'm going to start with Howie. We'll get everybody done, and then we'll go to trans 20-year-old 20s. Good week, man. We uh Sam, what we what we what we make a little coin in? I thought we made a little coin on your uh your co- no no, what was it? Facebook. Yeah, it was Facebook. Yeah, we yeah, made, a we made coin some coin Facebook. on that. Made some coin on that. Got out yesterday. I pushed pushed real hard the uh Ford Ford calls. Got a lot of people in on the Ford calls. Zoltan cuz I think he's up 20 25% today. Um love them. 
Love the situation right now with the market. I think we're going to get a nice dead cat bounce because I don't think the Russians are invading, man. I think it was a big pump fake. And I love uh, the somebody call it wag the dog, dog. I love I the couldn't way agree government more. And how? <sighs> U.S. government's like, oh, yeah, they're going in. They're going in Wednesday. Shut the fuck. You know, they interviewed some Ukrainian dudes. They were just <laughs> hanging out in a bar. And they were like, they were like, are you real nervous? And they said, no, man, they're, they're not. They're not coming in here. They like knew it. We <laughs> got cousins across the border, man. They knew. I don't think it's happening. Wow, there's so much going on. Uh, Joe Biden's in so much trouble across multiple fronts. Uh, he just needed something, and like it was, it's really amazing. Like, where are Ukraine's looking crazy, and everyone's like, anyways. Did you hear about Spotify and Rogan? Like, nobody cares. Like, nobody nah. cares at all. Nah. Johnny, how was your week? Okay, it was okay. I am uh, I'm disappointed not to be in the studio today. I know I wanted to. I wanted to meet the uh, transit transatlantic radio man. <laughs> I was really Wait, excited. He, Sam, he had a whole plug and plan to have like a rotary telephone, you know, and an old timey microphone. And the prop shop was closed, Johnny. I'm doing the best I can. All right. Well, I'm gonna go into my week, and then we'll we'll bring up the trans reporter. Okay. Uh I had a I had. A, an interesting week. Obviously, I was pushing Cheddar. As soon as I pushed it, it went. And now it's gone back up a little bit. I'm still down a little bit. Now, here's my problem. I tried to sell it off my Coinbase wallet, and I couldn't. Now, I don't think that's necessarily a sign that, like, I use Coinbase for everything almost. And, you know, that's just me. I, I also use Uphold for some stuff and Uniswap for some stuff. And, uh, I just think I need to get a little better on where I go deep, 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 deep into these um, these crazy, crazy coins. Sam, if you don't mind, I think I can solve the problem if I could have Johnny bring up Coin Market Cap. Okay. What do you all want, right. Cheddar? What do you want, Cheddar? Just bring up Cheddar on Coin Market Cap. I'm okay. going to show you all a little simple tool to use to find out where and when you should buy these products. When you should buy the products. All right. If you don't mind, what we're going to do is scroll down. Hey, what does that say? Up 24 percent? Wow. I, I, I'm curious. How do you know about yeah. coin, yeah, coin from market what, cap? Sam? From point zero zero. <laughs> hey, it's still up. Yeah, but what, zero, zero, four to point was zero, 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 nine. To a penny. Got wow. <laughs> Approximately how much did you lose, Mr. Triple A? Uh, so here's the problem. So now, you know, obviously, Howie is just drilling me constantly about this coin. Keep talking. So I was up to, I was up $4,500. I'm like, I'm all like, because word on the street was that this was going to get to 10 cents, right? That's what the word on the street was. Well, I don't know if it's the street. It's more like word in the trailer park. Okay. Hey. Or speakeasy where I come from and how. Okay. Okay. So the street. So I was holding it and then went down. So got down to about. So I bought $1,500 worth. So I was going to get down. And so I'm like, okay, it's, it's at $3,900. I'm going to sell. I couldn't sell. So then I wait a little more and it just keeps dropping and I just couldn't get it back up. I could, I just couldn't drop it. And if you don't mind, I'll solve that right now. Johnny, scroll down a little further, please. This is what you need to look at. 
markets, where you can buy them. Uh, scroll up, Johnny. Scroll up. Other way. Other way. Up. Click on market. All right. See that right there, Sam? That's where you should have bought it. Uniswap, not Coin Wallet or wherever you're going no, to. No, you're days. right, dude. You're right. You're right. You're right. I you have to done buy that. on a liquid exchange. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And maybe I need to uh, send my cheddar from my Coinbase wallet to my Uniswap so I can sell it. What yes. is it worth right now? How much is that even? I can't even mathematically do it. It's got too many zeros in front. Well, you can you can use Uniswap in the. You don't even have to do that. You can just use the the, the browser in there and go to. Oh, Uniswap. good, Johnny. Good point. Why were Why did you say this earlier? You fuck. You could save me some money. Well, I thought you would know how to do that. You do it for Rockfin all the time, right? I know. God dang it, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, you got to ring him. You got to ring him in. <laughs> Johnny, OK, Johnny, I, I, I don't understand, uh, Mr. Mr. Whitaker, how you know anything about cryptocurrencies. <laughs> that's that's really confusing to me. How Have someone you seen back to the future, Johnny, it works <laughs> something like that. So first of uh, all, let's I'm just gonna... start with let's start with the fact that he bought an investment product called Cheddar. And let's hey, what's wrong with a little slice of cheese, Mr. Doing an investment <laughs> product called Cheddar. Can you imagine going into an investment banker and then sitting you down, you know, and like, listen, I, we've been doing a lot of thinking and what we we want to put you on cheddar. You know, you I mean, you just, half of your net worth. And we hold have on. Obviously, hold obviously on. purchasing. Hold any on. Hold on. I need you guys to shut your mouth right now. OK, <laughs> if Johnny had told me what I how I could use Uniswap. I would have sold this thing and walked out with four grand. Instead, you're down how much? I'm down 300. Okay. That's, That's not, not that bad. By no. the way, today's Cash Daddy's program is sponsored by Cotta Liver Pills. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking. That was just drastic. <laughs> we all just lost about. 80 points off our IQ. I can't believe we can't get anyone to listen to this. Listen, how was your how was your week now? My week? Stella, spectacular. To the moon, if you will. And how? <laughs> I got some inside dope from a ragamuffin sleeping on a park bench with the Daily Herald to keep warm. He gave me a, a tip, if you will, on KSCP up 33% yesterday. It was. That's right. I get, you, my, I get my I get my sources straight from the streets. The did crumb you buy it? Did you I buy did. it? I did indeed. And I give Neff props. That's the first time in about eight months. Good for you. I will be putting on the Ritz this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass. That was a beautiful pick. Beautiful. That is Thank so you. funny. That is so funny. Yep. yep. Just a little word on the street from a crumb bum. Yeah, bomb, Everything worked out well. Only cost me two bottles of hooch. Cash Daddies wants to introduce you, dear reader, to Magic Mind, a magical little elixir which will make your body and mind hum. They are sponsoring this episode, and we're stoked about that. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink. Particularly useful for Sam, Magic Mind helps eliminate brain fog. And if you've noticed, he's been finding his words a little more quickly lately. Magic Mind is why. 
can also help you combat procrastination and give you that mental and physical edge you need to power through a busy day. Magic Mind is great for people like entrepreneurs, writers, creators, programmers, and even radio newsmen from the early 1900s. Basically anybody who values peak performance. Like I said, Sam is damn near in love with Magic Mind, and he's been raving about its effects on his mood. If you're like Sam and you need to up your mental clarity a few or a few thousand notches, go to magicmind.co slash cash and use the discount code cash to get 20% off today. Magic Mind also has an insane money-back guarantee. They will refund any first purchase, no questions asked, if it doesn't meet your expectations. Thanks to the nootropics inside, Magic Mind will have you performing at your maximum. Again, visit magicmind.co slash cash and use the code cash for 20% off. So, so uh, you know, uh, po- you know, we had a couple. Uh, crypto went down a little bit, then went back up. <laughs> I'm feeling good. You know, it's maintaining. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, to be honest, I still think crypto gives Howie a case of the heebie-jeebies. If that's the only thing I catch, I'm happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) And how? Crypto's come back. The big boys have come back nicely. A lot of the uh, smaller alts are getting just smashed. Yeah, we're going to see that. These things are about to fall to the side for sure. Bitcoin, Ethereum up, but I do feel in March when we get that 50 point basis rate hike uh, because, you know, inflation is up. January is the highest. We had a seven and a half inch, uh, seven and a half, seven and a half, <laughs> seven and a half inch. <laughs> God damn it. Myself. What Dude, this is place. nuts, guys. Look at where, look how many Bitcoins out. 18,959. There's only 21 million. So we're about to enter where the last 2 million of these are going to be made. That's kind of crazy. But I do think Bitcoin is could could take a steep, could get caught by 50%. You might see it down by 2023 20, when these rates start to go up because inflation is, is going to have a huge effect on the crypto market. I mean, we got supply chain disruptions. Uh, we got huge pent up consumer demand following this uh, two years of the COVID situation. So that's causing food, electricity, shelter to go through the roof. We got a gas problem right now. We got uh, we got truckers lined up in Canada, not letting yeah. car parts in the United States. So you're seeing new car sales go uh, go down because prices are going up. So there's a lot of shit right now. CPI's up, PPI's up, um, you OPP's know. up. A lot of shit, you know, so the Fed's going to tighten this shit up. I, th- I think it'll work. I think we may take a correction, but, you know, maybe another 15, 20%. We can weather that. We're tough. I've got some breaking news from a newsie that just dropped a document on my desk. Would you like to hear it? Sure. I guess, yeah. Apparently, BlockFi has been slapped with a $100 million fine by the SEC because they are an unregistered security for paying out interest. Are you aware of this, gentlemen? Ah, I mean, I was just talking about this the other day. Yeah. Is this something we should be concerned about? Uh, I mean, I I would be more concerned over India and Russia putting the absolute clamps on crypto. That that would hurt (laughs) way more. This isn't a lot. This is what 100 million. Come on. And Canada now, too. I Canada now, too, with the with, you know, with the executive uh, 
taking power in Canada, essentially. Uh, he, he's been given the authority to regulate crypto. No, no, no. He of, hasn't been given. He's, ta- well, he's, he's taken. Yeah. Well, no, no. He's, he's, he will. If, if Parliament approves it, he will have been given that power. Yeah. But I, I that's a big if. Yeah. There, I, this yeah, is not I, hope not. I mean, this thing gets initiated. So this is the way Canada works. It gets initiated. And but then they have a talk about it a couple days later, and I don't think he's got enough. Uh, there's the 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 um scenario isn't there for him to be able to um in, initiate which makes no power. sense. What what kind of what kind of system works that way where you yeah, do, right can do the thing and then later they approve it? Doesn't make right? any sense. I totally agree on that. I just think I think he he this is his last. Hell Mary pass, and I think it's gonna blow up in his face. I, I mean, dude, fucking with these truckers instead of just acquiescing for a little while, giving them what they want, and then slowly trying to march it back again would have been the smart thing to do. But he's balls deep into this this fucking World Economic Forum initiative that he's trying to turn fucking China into. I mean, uh, Canada into China, and I think it's gonna blow up in his face. Well, Canada is half China. I mean, look at their healthcare system. I mean, who the? But Canada overall is a, it's a small. It's not a big economy. You talk about India. India is the second largest crypto owner in the world. I mean, India. I don't know how many billion you got billion people there. And the dude from India, the top guy, came out today and said, "You know what? All crypto is a problem." No, 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 no. Do it in his accent. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. All the crypto. Oh, the crypto is Ponzi. That's a horrible Indian accent. No, it was oh. perfect. By Buddy, the way, guys, I got a little bit of Indian. Indian you can you do oh, it's Pakistani. My bad. No asshole. <laughs> well, my bad. That being said, those Canadians make one hell of a whiskey, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean at we all. We got Ponzi. Top shelf hooch. <laughs> Top shelf hooch. Hey, let how we work this out. How we work out your accent. Yeah, Ponzi We're scheme good. in India. No, no, we shut it down. We what shut it down. The the people do not want no Ponzi. No Ponzi here. We sell so, gold. So, Howie, you were never going to try out for Saturday Night Live, were you? No, man, ever? I'm horrible. I can't do. Are you kidding me? I can do. I can do a little Christopher Walken, and that's it. I do that. That's it. I'm the oh, worst. How about this? Can we hear Christopher Walken as the Indian premier talking oh, about shutting down oh. crypto? <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. I'm looking over this. This crypto situation and all i see is a fucking ponzi just a it's a ponzi scheme Uh, you buy a bitcoin and the only safe place to keep it is up your ass I'd love to right. Mr. Whitaker that impression is nothing short of the bee's knees the cat pajamas and how that's it (laughs) This so is a fine. This is a finance show, by the way. This show's so about. This show's about money and. Hey, investing. we're making people money, bro. Yeah. I okay. found a little bit of Ethereum this morning, <laughs> and it was lodged in my ass. <laughs> That's Christopher Walken, people. Even close. That yeah. sounds like if Christopher Walken was trying to be a talk show host <laughs> while doing a Neff impression. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, man, I did it in front of my girlfriend the other day, and she was laughing because it was so fucking bad. But uh, no, India, man, it's a serious situation. If they if they put the lockdown, and you know Russia, Russia will. I was talking to Zoltan about that shit the other day, and he's like, you know, he said 
the problem with crypto is that none of these governments, that's the only thing United States, China, India, Russia, they all have in common is these heads of government. They don't want to take their uh, whatever the hell form of green back away from them. They're not willing to give that shit up because they, you can't control uh, uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Those guys have no control. You think they want to give up the greenback? I don't see it. So, so Howie, getting back to some more tangible stuff. Um, so the ha- the CEO of Moderna just dropped dumped four hundred million dollars worth of stock. Yeah, and approximately a hundred million clams, from what I understand. And well, he's been dumping over time <laughs> since twenty twenty, but. He really dumped uh, recently, and he deleted his Twitter. What's your thoughts on that? Man, that's, you know what? It's, it's the old adage, and this goes back decades and decades and decades. There's two ways to look at it. There's nothing wrong with CEO. A lot of CEOs, especially around retirement, they dump most of their stock. And they start diversifying, buying castles or real estate, and hookers, blow, whatever they want. But uh, on the other hand... A lot of analysts carefully watch CEOs or even insiders of the company, CFOs. And when they start and they all start dumping at the same time, that can also mean, hey, maybe there's a problem. There could be an internal problem in the company. Why are they selling so much so fast? Well, so what on the street, what on the street is he's going to end up with a case of lead poisoning and end up in a wooden kimono from what I hear. And how? Well, let <laughs> and me ask how? You, let me ask you this. I Here's the key. I wonder what percentage of his holdings that he sold. That's the big one. Let me see if I can look that up. What percentage of oh, this? This sold? also comes out on the heels of a Pfizer da, uh, letter to s- shareholders, which stated because Pfizer has been fighting against the release of their trial data. They don't want it out. They've actually tried to make it. So it would cost, it would take, it wouldn't be released for 70 years. But that's, right. that's normal. That's, that's normal with all. Johnny, do you think that's normal? I, I don't know. I'm not educated on this. Okay. All, all right, Sam. Us. Jesus Christ, Sam. Moderna CEO Stephanie Bansell sold 10,000 shares of the company valued at 1.8 million February 11th. That's, that's like probably... Not even a percent That's of not what's it going. at all, dude. That's not the whole story. That's all not- these fellas better be careful because they're all going to be facing a Harlem sunset, if you know what I mean. She hasn't sold many. She has not sold a lot of shares. So, first of all, uh, Moderna CEO, okay, is a dude. All right. It's not chick, it's a dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. CEO is a chick. Oh, Steph, Steph. it's a dude. And it I says it was right Stephanie, here. Stephane, Stephane Bansel. Okay, Moderna, Pfizer stockpile as COVID. Uh, uh, where is it right here? Yeah, $1.8 million. That's okay, how much right he, here. he sold. Just That's sold not much. $1.8 And it much. puts it up to $400 million total that he's been selling. Four hundred million in, in uh, yeah. I mean, over, over how long? So he... Uh, he owned, um, <laughs> his stock was worth $8 billion at its peak over $8 billion. Now he's down to 3 billion. Yeah. He should have sold it then, man. That's a lot of cabbage. 
You should. Yeah, I saw the stuff. He spells his name like a chick. You know, I, I don't know what to say about that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's not a chick. You fucking retard. So, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's, I, I don't think you would get. I'm just telling you, Howie, like right now with the information, especially coming out of Israel, that your favorite company, Pfizer, is in deep shit, like deep, deep shit. Yeah. And they already have the highest fucking payout ever in a lawsuit which is like 2.3 billion i believe uh, i i would have to disagree with you on that okay i'm willing to bet money 50, the stock's trading at 50 bucks sam yeah for right now for right now i'm stock's telling you 3.2 you know how much that stock that company has in in cash assets how much fucking billions man the yeah biggest and news on pfizer to today the biggest news, they just got another European approval for next vax. They got the, now Pfizer ain't trouble. Trust me, Pfizer's not. Sam, Sam, you can't do anything about those hinky high binders. They're too powerful. You're just yeah. crazy, dude. What? Hinky high binders. There's nothing you can do. They're too powerful. They're juiced in. Why are you bringing up Jews? What do you mean? Yeah, Jews what is that about, dude? What the fuck on the is that different, Guys, it was a different time, okay? It's a, a different time. They're never going to end up in a host gal. That's all what? I'm telling you. Which is oh, oh thank you. I didn't. Well, guys, uh, that's been fun banter. Why don't we get into our interview right now? Our hard hitting super interview. 1920 trans guy. Would you like to uh, introduce? Let's take it away, shall we? Okay. Who are we interviewing? Trans guy. I thought I already did the interview, Johnny. The, no, but the intro. Okay. Okay, so uh, enjoy this intro. We have Ryan Dune. Don? Don. We have Ryan Don. And he's what the here fuck to... is happening right now? We already did the intro, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, no Just... we didn't do the intro, you dumbass. This is God. where we fucking lead into it. I did it before, Johnny, didn't I? I think so. but I did. I know. What? Just... You calling him Ryan Dune. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. It looks like dude. I thought it All was All right, dude. fine. Uh, you guys are idiots. Hey, guys, before we get to this interview, you want, we want to tell you about our live appearance dates coming out. Chris, you got any dates? I do indeed. I'll be slinging the slammies and swinging the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll be at La Cava on Thursday the 24th at 8 p.m. Just reach out to me. <laughs> So ridiculous. Howie, where are you going to be? I'll be all around New York City for the next week, two weeks. Howie, if we have some people who want to find out where you are, do you have a place where your shows are listed so they can come and see them? You know, man, I'm going to get a website up this week. This yeah, week that'd be course. nice. That'd I'm be great get a website to up this week. You should do that. Well, are you going to do it this week? You're going to yes. get it done this week. Okay. Do it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it tomorrow, sister. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, guys, if you want to see Sweet Sammy T live, I'm going to be in Las Vegas this weekend with my good friend and yours, Brian Callum. We will be live at uh, Diversions Amusement, two shows, a 5 p.m. debate show, which is our live podcast, and then a stand-up comedy show after that. Myself, Brian. Brian Callum is literally one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Come Get and here. how? And then uh, the following week, we're talking the 24th, 25th, and 26th. I will be live in New Orleans. Then I'll be in Nashville. Then I'll be in Jefferson, Georgia. Bang, bang, pow. 
Go grab all. I got live shows coming up out of my wazoo. Everything's at samtriply.com. Enjoy this interview. All right. Whitman Whitaker here with Cash Daddies. Oh, why did you have to make up a fake name? Jesus Christ. Uh, it's not a fake name. This is Whitman Whitaker here with Cash Daddies with an exclusive interview with Ryan Dunn of Flavors BSC to discuss the debacle that was the debacle that was. Ryan, where are you? I understand you might be uh, out out west in Nevada. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah here in uh, Reno, Nevada, the uh, city. What do they call it? The biggest little city in the world. The biggest little city in the world. Yeah. Well, good luck at the tables. Ryan, uh, right now you look like Al-Qaeda social media guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was a long night, Valentine's Day last night and whatnot. <laughs> well, Ryan, we want to thank you for joining us. Of course, you, you are aware this will be a tough interview. We have many questions to ask, but first of all, we would like to hear your point of view on exactly what went down with Flavors BSC. Well, why don't okay. you do this, uh, reporter guy from the 1920s? Why don't you state what the feeling is right now, and then Ryan can uh, respond to them. Fair enough. What on the street is, Ryan? You rug pulled the project. And more importantly, <laughs> your life is in danger. You've received death threats, and you're in hiding. Can you confirm or deny <laughs> any of the above? Well, well, he just told you where he is. <laughs> what the <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> I, I did not I did not rug the project. The project was unsuccessful and I'm not in hiding. But, yeah, I have got death threats. Yeah. Okay. Death threats. Are you in contact with the, uh, the, the federal authorities for your protective safety at this point? No, no. OK, so <laughs> let's start at the top. How did flavors go south? Oh, man. OK, so, well, there's a lot there's a lot of con contributions to it, really. Um, I mean, really, really boils down to mismanagement of the whole project. Really, I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's, um, so, so the way it was set up is part of the taxes went into this thing called the creamery, and this creamery was where the project funds would sit and be used for marketing and things like that. So that is uh, what what the uh, project, the CEO, I guess, um, he had control of all that stuff supposed to be you know logging all the information keeping track of where funds were going which that thing started with i mean what was it probably 150 grand or so in it which i, I don't know what it has ever got spent on which is crazy um and then uh so the, the guys on the team were supposed to be getting paid from um you know the uh, marketing marketing things that we would do we would have these drip tokens that we would pay out part of the, the other part of the tax would go to um, paying out uh, reward tokens those are supposed to be partners so like a marketing deal where uh, the seller token might get you know 5,000 extra holders once we start sending their tokens out. So they were supposed to pay for that. And that was the main thing for it. So that's what the rest of the team was supposed to be doing was handling that stuff. That's how they would get you know paid, basically, which they, never, they ended up never doing any of that, never. So there was no money that ever came in externally, which is the whole point of the entire project. So, I mean, I worked months and months and months, 16 hours a day some days on this thing and set it up. You know, I mean, it was, it worked great. It's still there. It still works great. But I was not, I didn't have control of one social media account, um, you know, not public facing at all. So if you don't control any of that, you don't control any of the messages. So 
Ryan, if I might, I'd like to ask you a few questions. According to Almighty Rover and his postmortem document dossier, if you will, that he's put widely for distribution on the Internet, he claims that you profited by nearly 250 BNB. Is that correct information? It's not. It's not. So what they did is they found every wallet they thought was mine and every single transaction that went out, they assumed was stolen. Right. And it's like that doesn't make, even make any sense. Did I take money out of that creamery fund? Yes, I did. To reimburse Approximately how much did you receive for payment? Uh, oh, so my, payment, my payment was automatic. That was built into the contract. And that was a, I got a one percent transaction fee and that was hard coded in the contract. Uh, that was the original agreement for me to. You know, and in addition, did you receive any other monies? Only to reimburse myself for the cost of the project. And what would you say that amount figure would be? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I I wrote up a whole response to Rover's thing. And that's a difficult number to calculate. But I mean, it's, um, broken down in there. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Can so you give us a ballpark? Where's the money that people bought, not safe moon people that had the actual coins and they, and they tried to sell them and couldn't, what happened with that? That's my, I mean, they, they could sell. So there was a, so when, when the money ran out of like the marketing money and all that money, which I still don't know where any of that stuff went, um, they, the other, the, the rest of the team had a meet, talk to each other and they all <laughs> sold all of their tokens right before they had this discord chat with a smaller group of larger holders to tell them that they were done with everything. And, and this, uh, or not, they're done that I was, they, they came up with this story about me and it's so easy to hate me because I was never very good at the social stuff. So it was, I was an easy scapegoat. So you think these guys basically rug pulled and then blamed it on you? I mean, eventually through, through all the crap that went on. Yeah. At one point, um, Jared asked me, who's the CEO of the thing. He asked that me, would be, we, that would be Captain Booty, Booty, correct? Yeah, Captain Booty, yes, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. He said, can we just take all the LP and just send it to this other project, which is one of his buddies. I said, you just, no, no, and there's a screenshot of those texts in that whole document I wrote. I mean, it was just so crazy, all the stuff they're saying. Two different conversations. One lying to your face, and then they get in public and say something completely different. So, I, I was an easy scapegoat and is a very complex thing to rip apart and see what is going on. And but I mean, let me you agree, Ryan, that $200,000 is not enough money to destroy your, your name. Right. Like, I mean, like to me, when I first heard that, I go, nobody, especially in this, uh, wor in this, uh, area would be dumb enough to destroy everything they've ever done for $200,000. I mean, yeah, that, that depends. Maybe. That's a, that, a lot of different people out there. No, I'm with you, but I'm just asking, right? Like, is it, that's why I'm like, I find it hard to believe, but I mean, like, so you think these guys rugged it because $200,000 well, okay. is not so, enough so to nobody, destroy nobody, your entire nobody, life. Nobody rugged, nobody rugged it. It just slowly started falling apart and, the rest of the team wasn't doing their marketing type things that they're supposed to be doing to pull in external money and wasn't when keeping you, track of where that stuff was going. So, I mean, it didn't, it never, it didn't get rugged. It slowly failed really. What you're doing right now is describing in Webster's dictionary, you, the way you just said it slowly started falling apart. You're basically describing uh, what they call a Ponzi scheme. I mean, when you have yeah. certain funds that are there and all of a sudden the funds start getting depleted, 
and they're not being refurbished. That's what it sounds like. It sounds right. that. It certainly, it certainly does. And that the point of this and how it was designed was with these certain functions where we could take in this income from our marketing agreements and put that into the liquidity pool. That was the whole point was that there was going to be external money. So the only money that exists in most of these token projects is the investor's money, but there's nothing extra to, to gain any value. There has to be a bunch of losers for anyone else in that to gain. So, so you said was, you took out money to cover your costs. Is that what you right, said? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw out a number. Do you think it's more than 50 grand? No, no. So you took less than 50 grand? Or less, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, if you don't, if you don't mind, I, pardon me. I mean, Go they on. Were, they were just doing some of the, some of that number that they added up was like things like if I took some tokens out of, uh, or if I took I upgraded uh, this uh, creamery contract that holds the majority of the funds. Like you know, they would just add up me taking that out, just transferring things over to another wallet. Just you know, it's very sloppy way that they added up what they thought it was. I mean, some of the wallets weren't even lying on the thing that they were doing. So it was like. It's just so it's crazy that they would put this whole thing because literally you don't see these guys' names on here. And I'm just like reading something off of Reddit. It says, fuck Ryan Dunn. Right. <laughs> and it says, when certain people find him, they're going to drag him into the streets and crucify him, which I don't think you got to worry about that because I don't think they've crucified anybody since Jesus. Um, yeah. And then like these people are coming at you hard. And my whole thing is, I mean, if that was me and I knew that, I had nothing to do with these people losing money. I would probably try to come out publicly as quickly as possible to clear my name. Right. Um, that's probably a lot of people probably want to know why, why they haven't heard from you. Well, I mean, people have heard from me. I wrote up 37 pages explaining all of this stuff with all the information. Exactly. I mean, I answered every question you could have in there. I, am right. I have that exact uh, uh, dossier here, and I'd like to uh, uh, ask you a question here because it says here, you say Rover has been a pump and dump hype man since day one. He showed up to say things like get a taste of financial freedom. I make lots of money and other bull crap to build the hype. Crazy. Right. Yeah. And then, and then he quit the project three days after the initial pump on it. And. And then all of us, and then he brought over a big old group of private pre-sale people that all dumped at the exact same time at the beginning of the project. That was a huge thing right in the beginning. I mean, that took out half the liquidity right there. And then he shows up at the end to like point the finger at me and help out, you know, help point at a scapegoat. It's like, his to he's on his third token launch now with the same thing. Of, and it's been exploited after exploited. It's not just <laughs> crazy. Now, were you guys buddies before this whole entire venture? No, no, uh, that was uh, the other people on the team brought him in for marketing. And have you talked to any of these guys since? Mm, no, 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 not really. There's I mean, no communication. You guys haven't there, talked there's about one, there, there's a Twitter well? space. There's a Twitter space that got pretty heated, um, but not really. I mean, it, it's been so toxic. I've been paying off most social media stuff. Yeah, I was going right. to say, that's another thing, too, because you, you can't you be able to find you on Twitter and it doesn't look like you're on there anymore. Yeah, I'm on there. I just changed my name just because it was just getting so bad. It was like, yeah. Ryan, you do admit that you were not a great communicator. Right. Yeah. You didn't handle things to the best of your ability and you had a meltdown. Would you care to comment on those uh, statements <laughs> in your dossier? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there was a huge meltdown that I had where it was uh, for a few days that they were telling me and they had um, this guy, this lawyer guy, like a call out of it. Like I don't know, it's yeah. So so they were they're messing with me. They're like, hand over the keys to the contract on by this day at this time. 
I was like, okay, no, because I'm hard coded in for the fee and that's not how it works. So I'm not going to do that. You just decide later that you're not going to pay me anymore because, you know, he was supposed to be an ongoing thing. Um, so I said, no, because that's ridiculous. And um, then right when that time rolls around, you know, I hadn't done it. And then they gave me, oh, we'll give you till 6 p.m. later this day. Otherwise, we're going to ruin your life. And he, Jared started calling me his baby, baby back bitch, saying he owns me and blah, blah, blah. Like, just talking the worst stuff. Like, He called you a baby back bitch? Yeah, and he said, yeah, a baby, yeah. <laughs> Baby back, baby back, baby back. And baby I'm bitch. assuming I'm assuming that uh, these screenshots you put in here uh, also come from Captain Booty. And uh, according to this, he says, I've been very reserved in my response to this, but shit's going to get real bad real fast for you. I can promise you that. OK, yeah. Would you consider that a direct threat upon your life? There were there were some lots of I didn't get a direct threat on my life from him, I don't think. But uh, yeah. There was a lot of threats, a lot of insinuations of things that was, he was going to do. But Well, to be fair, we did reach out to Jared, and he has a question he'd like for you to answer here on the show. Do you mind answering? Let's go, yeah. All right, from Jared, Sunday, February 13th, 7.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The main point of contention here is the tokens that were taken from the project and sold off. Ryan claimed these were sold to cover expenses and that it would be unthinkable for him to account for these expenses on a per transaction basis due to the sheer amount of transactions. But he says he kept a ledger of sorts. I'd like for you guys to ask him for his ledger, how many project tokens were spent, and then why he felt he should not have to answer to the team members and hold on those expenses. Okay. Yeah. So the expenses were pretty vast. So um, there was certain functions that we did on uh, a normal basis. One was uh, manually pushing out all the reflection tokens, which are called drips, um, you know, and that would cost, that would cost sometimes four or $5,000 in gas because it was just such a very expensive process to do. And it was like, you know, this is something they wanted me to do. They would watch me do it on a screen share one. So they knew the process that went through with these things. And they watched me repay myself after doing this one time, and this was something that happened on a regular basis because the community wanted it manually done, um, where they could claim them on their own, but they wanted when we switch to a new one every two weeks to manually receive them all. So, I mean, that was, that was a lot of the expense, but there's just a lot of uh, other expenses in the development. But sorry, you got uh, another part of the question. The second part? Yeah. He wants to know what the ledger is. Oh, okay, right. So how do I keep track of that kind of stuff? So real easy. I just use a notepad text document with um, whatever token or, uh, it is, though it might say B&B or flavors. And if I send a token to a contract that is for purposes of testing that I will eventually need to get back, then I will just put minus like 1,000 tokens for flavor. And then if I, I receive tokens during the development stuff, that's maybe I receive 500, so I change that number to minus 500. And I just keep a run total as that goes. And I found that to be the easiest thing as I'm switching between different wallets uh, to test things. And that's just always been the easiest way. And then every once in a while, I'll zero it out. Sometimes I don't even keep track of what I'm spending on the stuff that goes away. Uh, just, uh, when I'm, Doesn't like, in the seem movie. very high tech to me. Seems low it's tech. Not, it works. It works. I mean, it, it works. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I could have reported things extremely carefully, but when I'm in this like mental state of solving these puzzles and writing code, it's, I, I'm like running it through my brain. And if something breaks that train of thought, sometimes it can send me back for 
for hours. Like if I'm really in the deep flow of something, so it's like, I'll just keep this quick ledger going as I'm working. And I mean, it, it worked, it worked fine to, did you communicate with the group that you were going to sell your tokens or did you sell them uh, without their, their, their knowledge or understanding in advance? Um, so I just sold them periodically throughout the project as, um, as the price would uh, increase most of the time, really, so that it went in. So basically, there's no you don't get together with a board or your business nah. partners because I've had businesses with other people and... Whenever we're buying a piece of equipment uh, or having a sales meeting or going out, we pretty much that is uh, that's decided upon before it happens. As far as the finances, was that did that happen? Did you say, all right, guys, I got to take thirty five hundred out for this? Okay, so it's a little different because all my tokens were my personal tokens. So really, I could sell them whenever I felt like. Um, it was um, it was tokens that I for the not safe boom before this migration I bought. In the price or in the pre-sale, the public pre-sale, the only pre-sale there was, all of my tokens, just like anybody else that was in that pre-sale. So those are the only, and then those tokens migrated into flavors, just along with all the other people that were holders of that uh, not safe moon token. So all the flavors tokens that I had that I sold that I took the money from, that's where they were all originated. Yeah, and this, the one for reprieve. <laughs> this is interesting, very interesting. I mean, it's good that you're on here explaining this because. Just from a normal outsider listening to you and the way you guys, you know, not just you, but the way you guys all operated this, it literally sounds like 99% of all the altcoins out there. I mean, there's it's no there's no written contracts. There's no legal. It, it's just, it's literally, it, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But does this make you want to have more regulation or do you just play this game like, like I did with cheddar at this point which is like you you run a risk of like when you win you win and when you lose you lose and if you want more regulation that to me just makes it harder for the little guy to make more money that's my humble opinion yeah but you know what sam it's a it's a goddamn fine line because you know we're listening to what brian's telling us here and basically shit there's there's, I feel safer going to uh, Caesar's Sportsbook and betting the Knicks tomorrow night. I know for a fact it's a win-loss. I know for sure if I'm going to lose, and I know if I win, and it's not 99% sure, it's 100% sure they're going to pay me because they have over the past 100 years. You know, you, you listen to what Ryan's tossing at us right now, and you could win and still lose. So that's the problem. I mean, I think at some point there's got to be some regulation. I know when I buy a stock, I know for a fact I buy it, it can go to zero. That's the risk that I'm taking. Ryan, but one quick question here for you. I also know that if, I, if it goes up, I have a certificate. I have a valid certificate, and it's insured by FDIC by the bank. So, Ryan, one quick question here. According to your uh, dossier here, you admit to profiting somewhere between 40 to 80K between two projects. Why can we not tighten up that number and get an exact number? Well, the numbers change, and I, I never really kept that much track of when I was selling them, and the token values change because, like, you sell it to BNB, but then, you know, how do you value that when BNB fluctuates from uh, 200 bucks to 600 bucks back down to 400 bucks? So it's like, you know, and then I end up selling those along the way to some other token 
So it's, you know, it's hard to calculate that exact number because it never turns into U.S. dollars until you take it off the whole, you know, default. Did any other member from your group uh, profit? I don't know. I, I, I would assume so. I mean, there's almost $200,000 missing for like marketing and money and expenses that I don't know where a dollar of it went. So yeah, I'm sure somebody else profited. So the marketing budget isn't built into any of these contracts. Is that what you're telling me? It is. So it, uh, a portion of the pre-sale um, funds and a portion of the tax went into a contract that uh, Jared could remove from and, and make payments uh, from and so you, allow people to pull money out of. So you both had access to these contracts. Is that correct? We both had access to that contract, right? Well, couldn't you simply do an audit and find out where that money went? Yeah, it's all, well, so, uh, yeah, it's all in there. I mean, he withdrew most of it in that document that um, that I wrote up. Those who withdrew the amounts from there. Okay. So, and, uh, Ryan, when, when you take a look at after, you know, D-Day happens, what did you walk away with? Uh, I just, like, broke my heart, really. I worked so hard on this thing. I walked away feeling like I got taken advantage of and my name smeared and... Uh, I wish I never got involved in any of this token stuff in the first place. I was doing just fine with like trading bots and these different kinds of things. And the amount of stress that these projects have is so insane. And you never understand how much it's going to be until you're right in the middle of it. You have a target on you all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing tokens again. It is so stressful and just not worth it in any way. But, yeah, it uh, sounds like. Did you come like- out of this up? I don't know. I mean, that's that was my whole. Besides these other things that I was doing, like trading bots, that forty to eighty thousand dollars for an entire year, where I was working eight to sixteen hours a day, almost every day. So I don't know. Did I come up? I don't know. Probably not. That's like less than minimum wage at that point. In your dossier, you ask yourself, "Will you continue developing in DeFi?" And you answer yes because you enjoy solving puzzles and writing code. Have you since changed? Well, so developed. So right now. I am working on, I just have so many like bots and things doing different things. I've always invested in other tokens that I've made money in and you got to diversify. But so yeah, I'm still, I still, I've been working on this dashboard thing forever and, and it's like paused because of this flavors thing. But one day that'll come out eventually, you know, so I'm still working on stuff. I'm not doing a token ever again. And um, most of the time it's just going to be stuff that I'm making for me um, for uh, my own trading because it's just not worth it. So you don't you don't see yourself in the future trying to start another another no project. I mean another a uh, project. No way. No, I mean I, <laughs> I I I've always really made more money not doing tokens. So, <laughs> so yeah, let me ask you. Like it. Rug pulls fucking stressful, man. So if you had to guess where the two hundred thousand went, what would you say? Well, so they I don't know. Um, they said they signed some marketing deals, but I've never saw the ads and things. They, I don't know. I don't know what they, what, where it went. So right now on this show, you're putting your word on your, uh, and you put, I, uh, you, you're 100% saying that you did not walk away with any of that 200 grand. No, no way. No. And that though, the, all the melanin from the creamery right there, you swear on that, your girlfriend. Yes. I did not. I did not. The only money that came from the project that went to me was to reimburse myself for project-related expenses, and that is it. And if you had to guesstimate what that number was, guesstimation. Um, Ballpark. And we push out the drips. I mean, depending on 
gas and the price of B&B and stuff, it would cost anywhere from like two, five grand. I mean, so it's probably like really 20 to 30-ish, somewhere around there, I would think maybe. One last question. One last question, because I understand after I reading this after document, that. what happened with this ex Mooney project? Because would that be an extension, a third project that they wanted the money transferred to and you decided no? Can no, you well, explain that was, on that? Yeah, so that, that was just another project that is uh, Jared's friend's project. And there was a couple of times they wanted me to rescue some stuff for them and like help them finish different contracts and stuff, um, which you know I would just do for them. But yeah, I, I didn't have, um, I wasn't really, I wasn't involved. I mean, I wasn't involved in that at all. That was a, a other guy's deal, but it was his buddy and I helped him out with some NFT contract once. And um, then, uh, yeah, he just said to take all the rest of the liquidity and send it to this other project, which, I mean, no, that just doesn't make any sense. It's a completely different project that has nothing to do with flavors. There was never any, like, nothing that, we had to do with each other except for we paid out their token as one of our drips um, for a couple of weeks. All right. All right. Well, final Thank question. You. Yep. What is a lesson learned from this? Uh, DeFi is toxic. How do we DeFi is toxic or, or this was a, a case of mismanagement and yeah. DeFi can be successful under oh, the right so circumstances with a team that communicates and cooperates and follows through. It's still toxic, whether it's successful or not. It's still toxic, it's still stressful, <laughs> but um, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, they, they misunderstood um, how it was going to be to manage things as well, because this was their first try at any of this stuff. And it's just, it's hard, you know, it's stressful. Everyone expects to put in a hundred bucks and have it turn into a million and have to do nothing in between. And, then there's only a, you know, a handful of like 12 guys really. It's like, like I only knew really one other guy that could actually write his own original code in this, uh, in this little, you know, bubble of people that we are in and everyone else is just copying, pasting and pumping it. Where do you go from here, Ryan? <sighs> to just do whatever I want and let my bots do what they do and go live my life and not be on the internet so much. Respect. Uh, All right. Well, we appreciate your transparency and your courage to come and face the music. And if you're in Reno, Nevada, anything, if you if you actually did get a chance to Ponzi or anything, go toss that shit on 11 black, baby. <laughs> I'll just play blackjack 100 bucks. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. All right, Ryan. Ryan. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. All right. Thanks for uh, having me on again. You're very welcome. All right. Adios. Bye. All right, man. All right. Hard hitting interview. We asked the real questions, guys. Final uh, thoughts on that. What do you think, everybody? Johnny? Mm, I, you know what? I I think I believe some of what the guy said, probably because of what you said, that who would who would ruin their reputation and their ability to work with other people for that amount of money? But I, I do think probably, you know, probably there's a little more to it than what he said. Howie, I think it's like I said to him, I said, he sounds like every other altcoin. Let's start a coin situation where, you know, pretty much when you invest, there's probably a 5% chance you could make money and a 95% chance that some dude's going to take it and go to Reno and bet it on a black. All right. Finally, uh, 1920 trans could be a scratcher. Not sure. Might be a little screwy. 
But uh, these peepers have seen a lot in their time, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a flop house right now, sucking on some Nevada gas, if you know what I mean. I, I literally I, don't know. What oh, I will say it was a no little bit idea. weird. What the fuck you were talking? That was Jesus. Wasn't it a little weird that he was just in the hallway? Like that was weird, right? Why was and he? Whole, he was yeah. just sitting in the hallway on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like just jack two hundred grand, you'd have enough for a hotel room. Am I right, Johnny? I wouldn't well, be surprised maybe, if there's yeah. a couple of private dicks and snoopers on his trail now. If you know what I mean. And how? We don't. Uh, we don't. Uh, one thing I'm going to say, I want people to make sure that I, they understand why I was talking about with the 200 grand. I just wanted to let them know that 200 grand is not enough to fuck your life over and fuck people over. And that's what I meant by that. I don't want people to miscue. You know, you think they, what do you think they think they thought you meant like that he wouldn't do it because it's only 200 grand. And it was more like, dude, if you did do this, it's like 200 grand is not enough to sell your fucking soul. That's all I want to say. I know. Let's get into the meme of the week. It's the meme of the week. Meme. All right. Time for meme of the week. Meme of the week. It's meme of the week. We take the ones we say, which is great. If you have to, And then we say, which ones suck. It's meme of the week. Uh, this was great. This one's great. If you were, uh, uh, dude, who did this? Who did this? Uh, I was not, I'm, I'm I was not, not sure at the, the sources. Nope. I was oh, just sent that's the uh, that is from Neflab Technologies. They have now created their own Twitter space. Yeah. And uh, they have hey, their own account. Johnny. So Chris, Chris Neff said hit that, the yeah. trash can. Hit the trash can <laughs> on this one. Hit it. Trash it. Is there a trash? Yeah. Move to trash. Next one. Okay, looks like it, that's Lab the same also, thing. Nope, nope, that's same different, one. Howie. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this one. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That one. Yeah, that's that's all right. Good. Quality submission from <laughs> Venomous Villain. Now, yeah, this that next one's one, great. This that next one, I'm, I'm partial to. This actually was a good one. Yeah. Dude, that's where's, dude, where's my NFT? From Jijin Padping with a little uh, special sauce from BJ and David. The only problem I have with this is that Howie's not on it. That's I right. wish they would again put Howie's face on one of the chicks That's in the okay. back. <laughs> Dude, where's my NFT? This one titled Nothing But Rim. Not exactly sure what this means, but I see Don't a cat with a basketball with a couple Hit of solo trash. cups. Hit the trash. Okay. This I one, like, not I sure. Like this one. <laughs> I, here, I like this one, but let yeah. me tell you what, what my problem is with this. That you're it's in like, a dress and I'm not? No, I don't mind being in the dress, <laughs> okay? But, like, you literally just cut, like, Neff's face horribly. And it, it just doesn't look good. Like, Not everybody has all day like I do to Photoshop shit. Yeah, well, you know what, dude? If you want me in Meme of the Week, bro, you got to come hard yeah, you got to bring it. You got to bring it. You got to step like, up your game, if the, you will. Hit, hit the track. I, I do attack. like that we got the super heavy legs reference, though, here. You know what I mean? It's like, look at the heavy no, legs. No, I get that. I get that. I am fat. I get and I that. do like that I'm choking Neff out, so I'm not. I do like that, one. too. Okay, it. so we won't trash it. All right, this submission here from JB1913, approximately my date of birth. We see a man with super large arms, and he says, I suffer from heavy arm syndrome, and Mr. Sam Tripoli standing below him saying, hold my beer. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Next. This one's great. Oh, I think we have the cat's pajamas. They finally arrived. Curl up by the fire and pour that bathtub gin. We have a winner. 
Old man yells at NFTs. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's the Simpsons. Old, old man yells at Sky or whatever. And it's it's Howie. Old man yells at NFTs. Okay, I like that. Sound Keep going. Wave. Next one. This is also from Soundwave. Is Chris Neff rug pulling us on the big dunk? And then it's a me picking up a piece of carpet and uh, rolling up said carpet and then taking it down a flight of stairs. They've gotten so much mileage out of this photo of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he picked that as like, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> That's what the is, one. What is what is, now? Did they change the color of what's in your mouth? No, or is that the no, it's always been pink. It's Pepto Bismol, little something for the tummy tickler, if you know okay. what I mean. Now, the, now, real quick, Neff, take us through what you were going with for when you did this picture. Uh, well, <laughs> at the time, I had problems with uh, uh, my bowels, and I was taking a lot of Pepto Bismol. Oh, and you said, "Hey, man, I'll bring the edginess to the Pepto Bismol people." Yes, I was trying to get a sponsorship, secure some, uh, you know, financial agreement. Yeah, with it looks like it you got out. you sucked on a unicorn's dick. OK, <laughs> it looks like you sucked on a unicorn's fucking dick. And you got fucking pink fucking jizz coming out of your mouth. Sounds like somebody with only the information that would know that unicorns have pink come to me, if you know what Ooh. I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Looks like Barney the dinosaur just shot one all over your fucking the top. OK, of next one. Mouth. Next one. Next and one. final submission. Nope. Trash it. Trash it. Trash it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here yeah, we I don't go. know what we're what the point of this is. All yeah, right. Let me explain. It. That's from no. the movie. Uh, no, the, 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 the Pika gentleman. No. Brad Pitt played. No. Snack, trash I it. Uh, yeah, I know that. But what? Fair what? How does this relate to the show? No trash. idea. <laughs> trash. No <laughs> idea. Trash it. Trash it. Trash it. Okay. So it's, these are our finalists. Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, I it's between the, this one. That's a good one. That's it's a good one. That right. one's a good one, but it, it gets dude. Where's my NFT? That's and a good then, one. I'm going with this one. This is my vote. No, Johnny. Well, well you I don't you get can't tell then. me what my fucking vote is. First of all, I that's can. my I vote. I just did. No, nope, this is my count. vote. This has one vote now. That's right. Johnny. Xi Jin bad ping. He's voting for Xi Jin. <clears throat> Sam looks like that chick that sang at the Super Bowl. What's her name? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. He looks like Mary yeah. J. Blige from the waist down. It's She's like, so okay, bad. Grandma, enough with fucking coochie shots, okay? <laughs> All right. So I give it to Soundwave. I give it to Soundwave for old man yells at <laughs> NFT. Okay, that's your vote, Neff. I I like no meme for you, man. That's a good one. Okay, so, and that's gonna be Sam's vote too. I'm guessing. No, I voted for uh, Neff's. Where where's my? Dudes, where's my NFT? Okay, so nobody wins. There's a four-way tie for first four-way place. Four-way tie. All right. And that's the meme of the weeks. Meme, memes of the week, not meme of the weeks. It's memes of the weeks. No, it's one week. All right. Let's get to our reader questions, everyone, shall we? Yeah. All right. By all means. Here we go. Any thoughts on the three NFTs being seized for a fraud case in the UK? Estimated 1.4 million pounds. And how? Fucking <laughs> idiot. Jesus Christ. You're so stupid. Oh, my God. Any thoughts? No, I think you're going to see a lot more of it. You kidding me? I mean. Dude, we've already talked about how NFTs are just yeah. money laundering. Come on. That's what it is. It's a money laundering. It's money laundering. Yeah. Right. All right, next question. This comes from Arthur Diamond Hands. Gold. Is it time for gold? 
We've said for the past six months, make sure you have five, eight percent in your portfolio. Absolutely. Maybe 10 percent if you want. I got nothing wrong with gold, gold. dog. Always time for gold. Yeah. All right. This comes from the deal. Lady, too. How are we feeling about uranium for green powered future? Also, thoughts on going long on GTE. GTE. I'm looking at it right now. Grand Tierra Energy <laughs> Incorporated. Yeah, you you know what? Take a hundred bucks, throw it in there, see what it does. I mean, that's a company that looks like eh, it's been around since 2012, does nothing, does 7 million shares a day, very small company, loses money. I wouldn't buy it. All right. You can close out the screen, Johnny. I can look at my questions. Hmm. All right. Thank you. Uh, Regards to Ryan Dunn, if he was the leader of the project, was he A, completely incompetent, B, knew the project was a scam, C, sociopath, D, all of the above? Um, I mean, based on what he said, uh, I, you know, here's what I think probably happens is like everybody, it's kind of like what Johnny, what, what, how he said, right? The, the, the house of cards begins to crumble. And everybody saves themselves. Exactly. That's what I think. Who can who can at least get out with a few dollars? I think they all probably dove in and took what they could. And whoever else invested lost money. It's pretty simple. All right. And that concludes the Discord section of this week's reader questions. Johnny, take it away with the Twitter. Okay. I've got a couple of uh, questions from Instagram here. Uh, have you heard any news about tax season? I started filing... Uh, I've done it myself for the last 23 years through lots of changes, like being a resident in one state, but filing in two others, buying a home and other unusual things. But this year, the Fed is saying we owe where we usually get a return. So get yourself an accountant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, how? <laughs> yeah. Here's something really important. Uh, this is from Jordan Laws. Does Neff's place smell like cat piss? Absolutely. I think we've already answered that several times. Absolutely not. Hell have, you yeah, it does. have you ever been to the Brack Zoo? Yeah, it does. It does. It, it smells awful. Well, I'm, I'm sad for him. That's everything from Instagram. Okay. I got a, I have a reader's question. It's I'm, I'm in, in the, he actually tweeted it. He said, how will these uh, truck blockades in Canada uh, affect the stock market? And if so, how can we take advantage of it? The only thing I would say is that I think, like I said earlier, uh, I think not being able to deliver these auto parts uh, to the manufacturers in Detroit in our auto plants, I think that'll make prices probably go up on new cars. Um I don't know if it's going to help these. If anything, it would hurt these automakers. So if you wanted to buy puts on some of these uh, at a certain point, you may be able to. But I don't think really, really know how much it's going to affect. I mean, this thing could be over tomorrow. We don't know. OK, I've got a few from Twitter. If you guys want a uh, question for Howie Webster Bank and a smaller bank in New York called Sterling uh, just merged. Thoughts on the outlook there? You know, you know what? If it's, I don't know if it's Webster Financial Corporation. Uh, that's a kinetic. Yes, that is it. Because they just did the ten billion dollar merger. Listen, uh, 
It's prop. Well, obviously, whatever bank got bought out, and I'll go over this real quick. You want a real good investment situation. And I used to know a dude that did this. He would go to small towns and whether it was a small town, California or Cortland, New York, and he would do this, Sam, he would go in and remember like the Cortland bank, it was called Cortland savings bank. Yeah. You could walk in there and you could talk to the, the, the guy that ran it and say, Hey man, how do I buy stock in this bank? They love it. When you ask that, they'll say, you know what? Uh, I could sell you this many shares for this amount. You want to buy 200 shares at the bank? A lot of them have limits on it. You can't just go in and buy the bank out. But you can go in and buy, say, two, three, four hundred shares of a small town bank. And that's what this dude would do. And, you know, any small bank in the world, eventually what's going to happen? Fuck, it's going to get bought out. One of the big boys is going to come in, bought out, and the stock's going to go through the roof. Uh, so I'm sure that's what happened to the New York bank. I'm sure that Webster came in, bought them. That stock price probably went through the roof. Uh, Webster, that's a solid bank. Uh, stock trades at around 62.50, nice two and a half percent yield. Um, has a great reputation. I mean, you can't go wrong with it, but that's something for the readers to, uh, if you live in a small town and you have one of those local small town banks, walk in and say, Hey, can I pick up a few shares of your bank? They'll probably give you a stock certificate. Just hold that baby because at some point you're going to get bought out and your stocks are going to go way up. Okay. That was, a, ten, that was, that was a $10 billion uh, all stock merger, by the way. 10 billion. Yeah. 10, 10 billion. bill. Yeah. Yeah. Webster's a good bank. Shit. Um, this is from Platinum Crack. Is crypto a psyop? If it is, who's doing it and why? I mean, personally, I, mean, I believe there's a 5% chance that Bitcoin is a psyop. 5% to 10 tops. Uh, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, now if we take a look at the truckers and what's going on with them, I mean, this is social credit score. It's a great way to be able to control you and what you're doing. So, yeah, it's definitely possible. So that's what, what do we always say. Turn your digital into physical as soon as you can figure it out. I know I'm a hodler, but I'm just waiting for the right thing. And then I'm going to try to turn this money, this cheddar, this cash, this digital currency into something that will help me buy physical property and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, one last question from Joe Crypto. Uh, do you think enough people could roll into crypto to protest politicians, legacy banks, deep state, etc.? I guess what well, he's saying is, could we could could we buy buying into crypto almost set up an alternate system that's that's self-sufficient? Yeah, Sam's choking on food. Hypothetically, it sounds like a great situation, but, you know, our, our forget about the United States government. What about, you know, India, China, Russia? Are they going to let this happen? Hell no. Do you think even do you think Bitcoin has the infrastructure for something like that? Because remember, yeah. when people start getting on it, it starts slowing down, bogged down, bogged down. They fix that a little, but still, it takes forever to transfer money on crypto. They'd have yeah. to add another layer. We're, okay. I think we're ways away from from that. But it's a great it's a great hypothetical. Let me say this. So we all know that the Internet game exploded. Governments have tried to regulate it. Right. So if you go to China. You just can't go on anywhere you want to go because the, the, the government regulates it. Well, yeah. guess what the Chinese do? It's called VPNs. 
and they go on any website they want to and they do whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah. All right. So it's also illegal, though, if you get busted with it, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Then they're going to have to arrest the entire country. It's just the way it is. It's it's someone brought this thing. It's called Irish democracy. Right. And that's where the government does a law and everyone's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And nobody follows it. You're going to start seeing that with these vaccine passports if they even stay around. Right. Yeah, But not in China. They follow it in China because they end up dead if they don't. Well, well, I mean, some like a vaccine passport. Yeah. But listen to me. I'm just telling you that the government, okay, like has made rules on their internet and people all get VPNs and do whatever the fuck they want. I'm just telling you. Yeah, it's funny. The news out of the Olympics is that all these athletes are trying to get on the internet to read news about themselves and they just can't get to any of the news websites. Uh, even one of, there's this, uh, uh, I, I, I can't remember if she's like a skier or something, but she was raised in the States and she is playing for China, though. So she got a lot of shit from the yeah. from um, the Americans. But she came out and said recommended using a VPN for that shit, you know, and now the Chinese are up her ass about it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's it. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm going to be I'm gonna play with the Chinese government. And then it's like, I'm going to do what I want. You, well, you can't do that. What? And it's like, yeah, there you go, bro. There you go. Eileen Goo, that's her name. Eileen Goo? Jesus. That's a great name. That's a, that's a, I mean, dude. You think somebody in her family heritage would be like, let's change her last name? It's a pretty shitty last name. Sweetie, forget about skating. You need to go into porn. Okay. Nobody says that to their daughters. That's rude, dude. Okay. Her name's Eileen Goo. God, the only reason I'm enjoying this conversation because it keeps Snap from talking. That's the only reason I enjoy this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm back. I just got back from taking a clean sneak and a clip joint for a horse's whispers neck, and now I'm headed to a hash house to go on an opium jag with a drugstore cowboy. It's a beat poet line. Drugstore cowboy. All right. Early so Getty, final. Here we go. Last. What are our picks for the week? Well, I hate to sound like a wet blanket, but I'm keeping my dough under the mattress and my gin in the bathtub, if you know what I mean. We honestly, nobody knows what you mean. I'm staying in cash and I'm keeping it under the mattress. All right, Howie. Guys, I pushed this last week. Uh, either by the uh, by the April ford 1850s 18 or 19s god damn buy it man i mean if you bought them last week listen to me you're up uh i've got a bunch of dms guys i'm up 20 25 30 percent buy the ford 18 or 19 calls go out to april you can even go out to may 20th by the april or the may 2019 calls ford buy ford johnny yeah, I, I, I think it's another good time to get into Bitcoin, honestly. it's I like where it is right now. I think it's only going to go up from here. And just after this huge pump on the Super, you know, the Super Bowl, I mean, it was, we, did we even talk about that? The, the Coinbase guys, commercial? Yeah, the Coinbase commercial. I, I, I think you can't really go wrong right now because so many it, people after that are going to be kind of poking around and they're finally over the next few days going to be figuring out how to use their wallet. That commercial was amazing. It crashed their website. 
Did any of you guys actually have the inner energy to take your phone out and actually do that? I did it. Yeah, I, I did, did it. I did not do it. I can't believe Howie wouldn't do that. No, that's, that's shocking. If I had to pick somebody on here that wouldn't do it, it would never be Howie. I, I didn't even have watched- my blower on me at the time or I would have. Now, I watched it for one whole minute and was like, please, can you end this thing? Get back. Jeez, Dude, I want to that was the craziest commercial. And you're kind of like. If I'm somebody else, like if I'm another company going, why don't we just do this for commercials? Everyone just clicks it. it it's that's the, most the thing, of- though. That's the thing. You That's one of those tricks. You can only pull like a time or two before people are like, mm-hmm, fuck. Yeah. You. Yeah. Most people, it takes them a time or two to get to where Howie is right now. That's that's where the end point of this is though is everybody just being like fuck this i'm not taking my phone out well how he's always been a butter and egg man if you know what i mean we don't no idea what you mean we don't we don't we don't so we got cash we got bitcoin we got facebook calls right calls on ford on ford calls ford. what uh what's the expiration and the number you're searching for mr do it by the may 20 May 20, that's the date, the 20th of May, by the 19s. 19s. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the chin conversation, if you know what I mean. All right. No idea what you mean. None. So stupid. It's so dumb. Ah, well, if it's so dumb, why don't you guys get the chopper squad after me already? I I fell asleep the other night, uh, and my YouTube started Uh, auto-playing The other night, I just fell asleep during the show. (laughs) <laughs> and uh youtube started auto playing this guy trading futures live for like 15 hours and this motherfucker made like 20 grand while i was asleep oh really the live stream yeah these these futures traders that just because you know you, you don't have the day trading limits that they have the regulations right. because in future trading and he he was just fucking racking stacks dude just killing it He's stacking fatties. Oh, what do you, you what do is it? it? Howie, is that possible? Do you think you can actually beat futures trading? Like if you know, no. you're <laughs> you, you look to, to do it. I mean, I've had friends that have done it and I'll give you a great example. I had a guy that did it for 10 years sexually uh, until he, you know, checked himself into a six rehab, but <laughs> yeah. he literally this guy, you know, you got to have a lot of, you have a, have a ton of capital to start hundreds of thousands to make good money. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this guy made within two years, shit, I want to say he made three, four million. And he uh-huh. told me, he told me within one week, one week, uh, this was like 2002. Uh, he said, yeah, I was sitting on a curb outside of the Chicago Mercantile with a bottle of Jack Daniels. And my account was negative 130,000. Uh-huh. He goes, I literally, he goes, I went home. I, I literally got drunk, called my lawyer. Asked for the divorce papers because I knew that that's where I was headed. Oh, but my, is that bad bankroll management, though? Is that I it's mean, if you have this bankroll thing. management, Johnny, you got a better chance of walking into a hawk shop and walking out with a hot no, the futures, you know the futures game. Johnny is just high, high, high risk. And you have to be betting in the right direction. You can't just always be betting up. You mm. got to be betting down a lot, too. And, you know, that's the problem. Okay. It's like absolutely. Playing- Absolutely horse feathers, if you want my opinion. And how? And how? Guys, uh, I'm a boomer, right? Basically, gold all day. I'm about to go make a big fat purchase on gold again. That's my thing. I every couple months I buy a fat stack of gold. That's where I'm at. Just those are my on. things. So we you got Bitcoin, online, we got Sam. cash, we got gold, 
Just buy AU. Buy AU, Sam. AU, that's the symbol for gold. Just go online and buy that. It's the same thing. Unless if the stocks crash, though, then you get nothing for your gold. No, yeah. it's not a stock. It's a, Isn't it's it? A, Is it? No. Wait, that's a... That's a that's the no, that's a, you don't actually get it real right there's no possession so it's like essentially a stock right you got a certificate that actually owns and the, i, I want to hold it man i, I like holding it. it too yeah if nah. the infrastructure fails man then you got nothing and you got nothing you're better off keeping your lids on and your peepers on an oyster fruit if you know what i'm saying no idea nobody if you want to, you want to invest in though i like what do you think about mining stocks howie i've always liked those Gold mining? Yeah, sure. I mean, find a couple good ones. Yeah. Gold mining stocks. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I do like like AU, uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti Limited. That's a good, that's a great company, man. I mean, they've been uh, moving up in the last few weeks too. If stocks go down, that's what you want to be in. AU is a good company. Really good, good company. It's all gold. It's not going anywhere. The market crashes. You're still going to have your, your certs and they're going to be worth something. It's the same thing as owning gold, man. Well, I, right. just, I, I think Sam is thinking when he's talking about things crashing, it's like the end of the world. Yeah, I'm thinking never... zombie apocalypse, yeah. bro. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse. I'm all listen. The only thing I care about, dude, is just do. Am I going to give some of um, something to my kids when daddy passes over to the other side? Well, if you're thinking that you certainly would not be buying hard gold. Okay. You're buying right, hard guys. gold. You're thinking the world's coming to an end in the next two, three years. Because if you buy hard gold, you're going to get your ass handed to you like gold's gotten crushed the last hundred years. Okay. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Fair enough. In. Fair enough. Guys, another wonderful episode. Thank I you. hope you guys had fun, enjoyed this. Uh, guys, you guys, uh, we should do a quick intro, quick too, before this. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Howie, you crush. Chris, you tried. Johnny, thank you. And we'll, uh, final thoughts, everybody. Final shout out. Scoop that spinach and stay off the duck soup. And how? I just want this to be over with. Yeah, I just, I feel like I want to jump right out that sixth floor window right now. I may. Uh, Honey, you still got that big red rope, that big red rope. <laughs> kind of hang. <laughs> Okay. Remember the one you used to tie me up with? Do you still have that? Just, okay. All right.